Hello, this is P. Andrew Sandlin, founder and president of the Center for Cultural Leadership. Ideas have consequences, and some men's ideas have momentous cultural consequences. One such man was the French philosopher Jean-Jacques Rousseau. Rousseau lived through the first two-thirds of the 18th century and died at about the beginning of the French Revolution. His ideas had a momentous impact on that revolution and on Western culture ever since. Rousseau was the originator of what we might call the cult of authenticity. Today we hear a great deal about the importance of being authentic, the danger of being inauthentic. And when we see young people or older people engage in bizarre or unusual public acts or dress outlandishly or display great public emotion that embarrasses themselves and others, we say, well, at least they're authentic. This idea directly or indirectly derives from Rousseau. Rousseau, you see, was a hater of social convention. He deplored social mores, rules and regulations, external social restrictions that kept people's emotions at bay. In the uh, cultural mores to which we are familiar, for example, he would oppose uh, men's tipping their caps or men's bowing and women curtsying or men opening the doors for women or uh, using one's surname, Mr. So-and-so or Mrs. or Miss So-and-so. He disliked the idea that those of a particular class dressed a certain way or were accorded a certain status. For him, the important thing was man's internal core, the woman's emotions, the individual's feelings, what is authentic, what is real, is what's on the inside. His most famous aphorism, which is how he began one of his most famous books, is Man is born free, but everywhere is in chains. Rousseau denied the doctrine of original sin. For this reason, some people who hold Rousseau basically to be a Calvinist are obviously wrong. Calvinists have a very pronounced view of original sin, and Rousseau opposed it. People are born innocent, according to Rousseau, and it's society that corrupts them. Society, with all of these highly developed regulations about language people should use and how they should dress and how classes should act and how others should treat them. The important thing is the depth of feeling, and that depth of feeling should wipe away all of these social conventions. Rousseau believed that the real person, the true person, the authentic person, is the person that is shackled by all of these social conventions. Therefore, self-expression was a high priority for Rousseau. He preceded the Romantics, but in this point at least, he laid the groundwork for Romanticism. Now today when you see people wearing shorts and flip-flops to Sunday worship, or shouting emotionally and in agony at public protests over some uh, political action or some politician, when you see them trying to outdo one another in their outlandish tattoos, when after 9-11 we heard great leftists and progressives say, well, we disagree with the terrorists, if they even use the word terrorists, but at least you admire them that unlike those of us in the West, they really believe in something, and they acted on what they believe. When I say you hear or see people act in this way, you're seeing the spirit, or hearing the spirit of Rousseau. 
A correlate of this idea is that institutions perpetuate these restricting social conventions, so institutions should be swept away. On this point, Marxism was uh, deeply Rousseauian, as is today's libertarian Marxism. The Marxists believed that the Western uh, democratic political parties and institutions like parliaments and congresses and courts and so on were all corrupt and had to be swept away. And in the name of the people and their deep emotion, a government would be established that reflected that uh, deep emotion led by a person who could channel the authenticity of the people. Therefore, of course, the leader himself had to be very authentic and plain speaking and very emotional. It could come as no surprise, should come as no surprise, that Rousseauianism is deeply populist and strongly opposed to classical liberalism and checks and balances. Why do you need checks and balances when you have leaders who can channel the truly authentic feelings of the people? In church, when we see an almost absolute aversion to even a mild liturgy, when we want a congregation in which people are free to say and do just about anything that comes into their mind, we're seeing the influence of Rousseau on the church. Rousseau was not a Christian, not even close, and his basic ideas are at war with the Christian faith. Everywhere his ideas have taken root, they have tended to sprout anti-Christian nonsense. To restore Christian culture, one thing that we must reduce is the influence of Jean-Jacques Rousseau. This is P. Andrew Sandlin of the Center for Cultural Leadership, christianculture.com.